Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin, and I'm dropping in to talk about how to activate your faith. We're definitely going to have to know how to activate our faith more so now than ever. So um, stick with me. And we're getting ready to get into this subject in one moment. But first, we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord. Well, you said two or three, there you are. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you just anoint my lips of clay and give us a rhema word, Father. Um, as we begin to seek you and to dig into your word, you say you are a reward of those who diligently seek you. And Father, we come to you before, come before you today looking for answers so we can do things your way. And we ask that you just give us a rhyme of words so our faith can be ignited uh, for whatever it is that we're believing you for. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining in. Hi, I'm Arthur Pearlie Martin. With Thank you for joining my podcast um, for Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. We're getting ready to dig into how to activate your faith. I'm getting ready to answer right now. You guys make sure that you share this podcast so it can be a blessing to others as well. Um, We're going to start. We're going to start with Hebrews 11.1, where it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, right? We know that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So uh, my first question to you is, what are you hoping for, right? So first thing we have to figure out, what it, what is it you're hoping for? Are you believing God for your healing? Are you believing God for miracle? Are you believing God for finances, family? What is it you're believing God for? A career, a job, a business? What are you believing God for? Well, whatever it is you're believing God for, it says substance. That's the thing that you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? So if you're hoping for your children to be delivered, your spouse to be saved or whatever, your better job or whatever it is that you're hoping for. If as long as it's in line with and according to God's word, it tells us that he hears us. Not only does he hear us, but the word of God says he and he will answer us also. So. Find out, find out what the word of God says about the thing that you're hoping for. Okay. So first we want to find out whatever it is we're hoping for. Then we want to go dig into God's word and find out what it says. Why is this? Because faith, we know, according to God's word, Romans 10, 17, uh, it tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? How many of us know that the voice we listen to is the voice that will lead you, right? So faith comes by hearing. Are you being led by faith or are you being led by fear? Okay. Um, we have to ask ourselves that. Are we being led by faith or are we being led by doubt? How many of you know that this is the thing that the devil wants to steal? The Bible teaches us Satan comes to steal the word immediately after the seed is sown. He comes to steal the word through the cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, according to the parable of the sower, right? So what the devil wants us to do, he wants us, he wants us to focus and concentrate on, on uh, the things that's going to cause doubt in our life. So we got to get the doubt out, right? Because doubt will steal our faith. 
Remember, the children of Israel could not enter into God's rest because of their doubt and unbelief. And God said that a heart of doubt and unbelief, he, he, he said that they had an evil heart. Why? Because a heart of unbelief is a heart that calls God a liar. Hold on. Hold on. There's no condemnation. Because remember, today is another good day. And today we get a chance to do what God say. So what are you believing God for? If you're believing God for healing, then go, go in the word and find you some scriptures concerning healing. And begin to meditate and concentrate and conf- and um and say what the words say because faith. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of God, uh, the word of God. So we're listening to things that's contrary to the word of God concerning your healing. Um, then that's where your faith is going to rest. But we're listening to the word, um, the word of God that says, um, "Healing is the children bread by Jesus stripes you're already healed." Now that's going to cause faith to come if you believe it in your heart. We have to. The next thing we have to do is we have to speak or confess the word, right? Confession, confession, or speaking the uh, the word. The word is the spirit of faith. Confession, confessing or speaking is the spirit of faith. Okay, we have to say what we believe. Remember, Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us it's with the heart that we can, I mean, the mouth that we confess, but it's with the heart that we believe. We got to get it off in our heart. We got to get the word of God down off on the inside of us. And again, like I always say, everything starts with relationship, relationship, relationship. Spend time daily getting to talk, fellowshipping with the Lord, uh, listening to his word, worship, word, uh, prayer. We have to have a relationship. How many of you know it's hard to believe someone that you don't know? It's hard to believe someone that you don't trust. So relationship, relationship, relationship. We cannot be double-minded because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he won't receive anything from the Lord. We have to have faith to believe that the same way the word of God is the power of God. It has the power to save us when we pray the prayer of salvation is the same power that it has for everything else. We have already been redeemed from the curse of the law. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Say, I am redeemed. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. So we're saying that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. By Jesus' stripes, we're already healed. Now, the next thing we need to do to activate our faith is, like I said, we need to speak it. Uh, we have the same spirit of faith. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13, King James say, we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Say what you believe and not what you see. Because remember, the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. We must walk by what we believe and not by what we see. We have to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Faith comes by hearing. So we need to keep that word going because the voice we're listening to is the voice uh, that that will lead us. And the devil is coming to steal the word through worry, cares, fears, through other people, you know, trying to put the, so the seed of doubt into your heart. Remember, our words are seeds being sown. Remember the parable of the sower when Jesus talked about that the seed is the word of God right? Our heart is the soil. Our heart is like, is like a pot of soil. So be careful of the words that you speak. Cause remember life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? Proverbs 18, 22 tells us. So remember the word confession is very important because confess, if you can confess it, you shall possess it because how can two walk together except they both agree? Amos three and three tells us, right? So when you're confessing something, make sure that you're not walking in agreement you got to make sure that 
you're saying what God is saying because when we're saying what God is saying we're walking in agreement with God but when we're speaking contrary to what God is saying we're not walking in agreement with him but this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything according to God's will not only does he hear us but the Bible says that God will answer us if we abide in him and his word abide in, in, uh, in us then we can ask whatsoever we will and we'll have it right We got to let the word of God abide in us. We have to believe it in our heart. We we can't let doubt come in. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith and not by sight. Remember, the just shall live by what they believe and not by what they see. Walking by faith means walking by living by what you believe and not by what you see. So if, if you're having a problem believing... Um, that means we just need to hear the word some more. Faith comes by hearing, hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Um, those that come to God must first believe not only that he exists, but we have to not just believe that God exists, but we have to also believe that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek, seek him. So, um, do you believe that God loves you? And a lot of you are going to say, yes, I believe that God loves us. Okay, so if we really believe that God loves us, then fear will have no place in us. How many of you know that perfect love casts out fear? So if you, when you believe that God loves you, faith works about love. So when you believe that God loves you, that's going to help you to have confidence in what he says to you, right? Perfect love casts out fear. So wherever there's fear, we find fear in our lives. That means that's a love issue. That means that we're not having confidence in God's love for us. How many of you have loved ones and you know if they say something, that's what it is. You have no doubt in your heart that what they're saying is, is true. That You know, you every, every fiber in your being, you're believing that they're going to do what they say because you have faith and confidence in what they say, right? So that's the same way it works with the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Perfect love casts out fear. So having confidence in God's love for us uh, will deliver us from the spirit of fear. Causes us fear to have no place in us. Having confidence in God's love for us causes fear to have no place in us. So we want to hear... The first thing we want to do to activate our faith, we got to hear the word, to have faith for the word. So listen to the us, uh, uh, listen to the word, look up word, the word concerning whatever it is that you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Remember, we said that when we're feeling hopeless, it's because we're faithless and there's no condemnation. What we have to do is get in the word and see what the word says about healing, what the word says about families, salvation. Um, at 1631 my favorite if you believe in the Lord not only shall you be saved but your household shall be saved the seed of the righteous shall be li- uh, delivered I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor the seed begging bread whatever it is that you're believing God for your children deliverance whatever whatever it is as for me and my household we're going to serve the Lord what does the word say concerning what you're believing when we don't have faith in an area in our lives that's because we're not listening to the word concerning um, that that area in our lives we can't just watch anything we can't sit up and feed ourselves on the world and have faith in the word faith comes by hearing and hearing by so if you're feeling afraid uh, you're feeling afraid when we're feeling afraid faith is our faith is not operating fear is sent to, to uh, steal the word fear, fear causes torment 
And what that means is that our faith has not been made complete. There's no condemnation. But fear deals with torment. But perfect love casts out fear. And so when we're feeling fear, when we're feeling worry, when we're feeling anxiety, when we're feeling hopeless, that's all attached to fear. Okay, anxiety, worry. So take those cares and cast them. Don't don't you say, well, I'm not worried. I'm just concerned. Take that out of there. Take those cares and cast them because if you hold cares and concerns turns into worries and fears, that's an open door for the devil. We got to shut the devil out of our lives and we got to set our faith like our face like flint, like a flint. We cannot be moved by what's going on around us. We just got to keep our faith focused and remember and constantly saying to ourselves, God is for me. Healing is healing belongs to me. I'm already healed by the stripes of Jesus. He said that by his stripes, I were healed. First Peter 2.24. I'm already healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm not trying to get healed. I believe that I'm already healed because I walk by what I believe and not by what I see. Father, you watch over your word to perform it and your word cannot return unto me void because you are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of God, that you should have to repent for anything. How many of you know that God cannot lie? He is the truth. He is the spirit of truth. Jesus is the truth. Okay. So what are you believing God for, for your marriage? You know, unbelieving husband is sanctified by the faith of a wife. Find out what scripture says concerning marriage. You know, we got a lot of ways to look up Bible verses now on our laptop or phones or whatever, whatever it is that you study from and meditate and get that word off in you, get that word off in you. I'm telling you that the word of God works. We just have to add our faith to it to see it manifest. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You cannot have faith for something if you don't know what the word of God says about it. That's in anything. You can't have faith for for something if you don't know what it says. That's why he said in all our getting, we have to get some understanding. So what is God's word saying about what you're believing for? We have to activate our faith. It's not just enough to know what the words say, but we have to add works to the word. And we have to walk in agreement. How can two walk together except they both agree? Are you walking in agreement with what God's word say? By Jesus stripes, you're already healed. I'm working on a study guide for healing. Um, Prescription scriptures for healing. Something like that. But um, look, get you a bunch of healing uh, verses. You know, listen to some healing, uh, some scriptures uh, concerning healing. Listen to someone teaching on healing on YouTube. You know, go with it at at night with the word in your ear, listening to the word. You're going to have to be diligent. You're going to have to be fervent and you're going to have to be aggressive. Um, You know, the violent take it by force. We're going to have to be um, diligent. We're going to have to be violent. Um, and we're going to have to not be moved. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you I had to do this. I mean, I had some adverse circumstances and some adverse situations coming against me in my life. And I just had to, I, you know, I remember just standing on the scripture said, no, God is for this. God is for me. God is for healing and God is for me. Um, by his stripes, I'm already healed. I'm not trying to get healed. Make sure that your prayer and your confession is a confession of faith. You're not trying to get something. It's already done. It's already finished, meaning it's already done. So we have to make sure. Remember, I did a podcast on there. Are you uh, praying? Uh, I did a video. Are you praying amiss? You know, are you walking in faith or are you praying, praying by faith or are you praying amiss? A miss is when you're asking God to do something. It's already done. He doesn't have to. Um, I mean, um, it wasn't praying a miss. In other words, it's already done. The work has already been done. 
is finished. You're not trying to get anything. You're not trying to get God to do anything. By Jesus' stripes, you were. That's past tense. It's already finished. Jesus is not coming back down from heaven to earth. Okay? He's not laying hands on anyone. He wants to lay use your hands to lay hands on the sick. Because his spirit is on the inside of us, right? So when we do it, it's him doing it. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us. Okay? Can you see that? Our body is a temple. The spirit of the living God lives on the inside of me. Now, sickness and disease is trespassing. Speak to your organs. Whatever it is, speak to your marriage. No, this is what God says. Remember, God and his word is one. So when we're saying what God is saying, we're not only are we walking in agreement with what God is saying, but God has to do what he says. Make sure if we have um, sin in our lives that we repent of that too, because that's an open door to the devil in our lives. Um, but say what God say, and you'll see what God say. But don't doubt. Let no man, when you ask, do not waver and do not doubt, because a, 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 a double-minded man, he's not going to receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man, is that word means he has divided loyalty. You know, I believe here, you know, I I believe this. There's no buts in God. It can't be no buts, okay? We can't have buts. There can be no buts in God. Either you believe it or you don't. There's no middle. There's no lukewarm. There's no middle ground when it comes to the word of God. Either we believe it or we don't. And that's it. It's kind of like if you come and if you call and tell me, hey, I'm getting ready to come over there. I'm giving you $10 right now, okay? Either I believe it or I don't. There is no maybes. We have to take the buts out. There is no buts in God. I want you to confess and say it with me. That by Jesus stripes, I am already healed. That by Jesus stripes, I'm already healed. That healing is the children bread. I want you to say, I'm not trying to get healed. I'm already healed. You see the difference when you feel like you're trying to get something, you feel like you're you're something you have to do to try to try to make it happen. That healing is the children bread is already ours. Okay. Of course, if it's something in the natural that you're doing that you need to quit doing, then of course we need to quit doing those things. You know, if your doctor say, hey, you need to cut the grease out because it's clogging your arteries, then of course we need to cut the grease out. That's God speaking through the doctor, whoever. But what I'm saying is, there is um, what we see. We can We got to walk by faith and not by facts. I did a, a podcast on that. Are we walking by faith? Or are we walking by facts? As believers, the just shall live by faith. How do we live by faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Then um, we have to find out what the word of God says, right? What is the word saying? Faith is a substance hoped for. What are you hoping for? That's the first thing. What are you believing God for? Find out what the word says about it. And then start um, start uh, reading it. Start listening to sermons that's talking about it. Start studying it because faith comes by hearing, right? And then start confessing it. We have to confess it with our mouth. We confess with our mouth, but we believe in our heart. Because we have in the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believe and therefore I have speak. Say what you believe. Let it get in you and shut out any and every voice that's contrary to what you're believing. 
Because any voice that's speaking contrary to what God is saying is the voice of the enemy trying to come and trying to steal the word. You guys remember when Jesus was um, um, telling the disciples what was going to happen to him? He was telling about his crucifixion. Really, he was telling about how he was going to die. And Satan and Peter came and said, oh, Lord, no, this isn't going to happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, the Lord, uh, you know, he, that he rebuked him, Satan. Well, uh, he wasn't talking to Peter. He was he was talking to that spirit that was speaking to Peter because what was going on? You're calling him a lie. Jesus is truth. OK, so when he was sitting up there telling telling his disciples what was going to happen, he was speaking the truth. And that voice that was saying, no, this isn't going to happen was the voice of the devil because it was speaking contrary to what God was saying. When the, whatever voice it is is speaking contrary to what God is saying. Let me um, let me pull that scripture up for you where Jesus rebuked Peter. Jesus rebuked Peter. It wasn't, it was Matthew 16, 23. Hold on. Uh, Peter began to rebuke Jesus. Let me see. We're going to start at Matthew 16, 22. Okay. Um, let's start at 21. From the time on Jesus, as Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elder chief priests and scribes, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter began to rebuke Jesus. Can you see that? Peter began to rebuke Jesus. Far be it from you, Lord, he said. This should never happen to you. Now, he was speaking contrary to what Jesus was saying. That's what the devil comes to do. He comes to speak contrary to the word. And when the devil comes to tell you you're not healed, just like this is what we need to do, what Jesus did in Matthew 16, 23. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus rebuked Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Why did he, he didn't say get behind me, Peter? Because he knew it wasn't Peter. He knew it was the voice of the devil speaking to, through Peter because that voice spoke contrary to what God is saying. You see? So when, when you're believing God for healing and you hear the voice or you're going to die, you can say, get behind me, Satan or devil. I bind you in Jesus name and I command you to go. We have to remember how we have to cast down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Spend time, go back and listen to some of my podcasts because I just taught on this um last week about casting down evil imaginations and thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Any thought that is starting itself against the knowledge of God, that's a demonic thought. That thought is coming from the enemy and um, thoughts that are contrary to what God is saying are thoughts from the enemy that's trying to steal the word. Remember, Satan is trying to steal the word because if Satan can steal the word, you can't, ha- we can't have faith. Okay. Um, therefore, he's going to kill our faith. He comes to steal, right? He comes to kill. He kill our faith if he steal the word. And he comes to destroy. And he can destroy our hope. Because without faith, there is no hope. Because faith is the substance of things so forth. So you see his devices. We see here where he, where he tried to steal the word from Jesus. And Jesus turned around and rebuked him and you know, corrected him. Um, and and he, he said it was Satan. Because he was coming to try. He was speaking opposite to what what the word was saying because Jesus God and his word is one so Jesus was speaking the devil come to speak contrary to what he was saying and he corrected he rebuked him he told the devil to get behind him he was an offense because he's speaking contrary to what 
the word is saying. So when the devil, remember, casting out those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Today, we're going to activate our faith. Today, we're going to activate because believers believe, okay? Believers believe. And when we have, when we find ourselves having a hard time believing what the word of God say, I'm telling you, it's a love issue. Faith, how do we please God? We please God by believing God. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. We must first believe that he does exist and then that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There's two parts to that verse there. We must not only believe that he exists, because even demons believe and tremble, but we have to also believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Do you believe that God is a rewarder when you seek him? And this is what we're doing now when we're studying the word. And and, and when I'm telling you, look up these scriptures, you're looking for something. A lot of times people don't know how to read the Bible. I always say start with you because it's his love letter to you. So whatever your issues are, you know, those because those issues, your issues are your triggers. But not only that, but your issues, those are the entrance and the doorways that the devil gains access into our lives. What are your weakness? You know, we say it all the time. Everybody has weaknesses. Uh, Nobody's perfect. Let's not make excuses for it. Let's spend time closing those doors. Close those doors. How do we close them? We find out what God's word says because the word of God is our weapon, right? Isn't that why we close up all of our doors and our windows because we're trying to keep the devil out? So we're going to have to cast down those imaginations. You might have to turn off the TV because I don't know about you. I can't, the TV, it, it, it crowds my thoughts. So a lot of times I'm sitting at home with no TV on because I like to hear. So if the Lord wants to say something, I can hear. I ride in the car most of the time with no music on because I'm listening. I want to hear. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm seeking the Lord. When I walk the track, I like to be quiet sometimes because I want to hear. Why? I'm seeking the Lord. I want to hear. I'm seeking the Lord. And when, when there's something going on, I'm like, Lord, show me where this is coming from. Show me what's going on. Show me what I need to do. Acknowledge me not to your own understanding, but knowledge God in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Depart from your um, don't be wise in your own eyes and depart from evil. That's what that proverb says. Don't try to figure it out. God don't want us trying to figure it out. He just wants us to believe what He says. So again, um, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We're gonna activate our faith today. We're going to do this today because believers believe. Those that believe, they can lay hands on the sick. You can lay hands on yourself. They can cast out devils. We can cast out devils. He said, "They that believe." He didn't say the pastor, preacher, the teacher, the leader, or whatever. He said, "They that believe." If you are a believer, you can lay hands on the sick. If you are a believer, you can cast out devils. If you are a believer. You know, this is what Mark is telling us, a believer. Believers believe because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. To please God is to believe God. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is this? Because when we're not believing God, we're calling him a liar. I want that to resonate with you. I want to sit here for a minute and I want you to say to yourself, like I said, I remember when the Lord told me that it crushed me because I didn't realize I was doing that. I didn't realize that it crushed me. So when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. I'm, I'm just going to sit here for one second because I want you to meditate on that. And when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. There's no condemnation. 
but I just want us to realize what we're doing. It's just like if you tell me something and I say to you, I don't believe you, I don't believe you, I don't believe you. That's not pleasing to you either. You're sitting up listening to someone talk and God's word is his voice. So when he's speaking and we're saying, I don't believe you, I don't believe that by Jesus stripes I'm healed. I don't believe what your scripture says about healing. I don't believe what you really. If we want to know what's in our heart, listen to what's coming out of our mouth. We have to change our confession of faith for how can two walk together except we both agree. I'm going to look at this last scripture and I'm getting ready to end it here. Um, where it talks about where we're talking about speaking and confession, saying what God say. We have to say what God say. We, the, the spirit of faith confesses. And we activate the anointing through speaking and confess and confessing our word, our faith. That's how we activate the anointing. That's why I say the power is released. And when we uh, say what God say, he watch over his word. And the angels of the Lord, they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Okay, so God watch over his word to perform it. He's listening for his words. God is listening to our words. And I'm telling you, when I was going through this trial, it was detrimental to my soul. And all I could think is God is for me. God is for this. God is for healing. Okay. You guys know that God is for healing because he said he got by Jesus stripes, you already healed, right? He's for that. So when we're saying what God is saying, God is for us. God is not against us. God is not trying to teach us a lesson. Let's let's get away with that doctrines of devils. God is not, and, and, and get out the book of Job because when, when you start reading the book of Job, you have to understand the settings, okay? Job didn't know, he didn't have the Bible to read. Job didn't know that it was the devil that came before the Lord and asked for permission to do all those things. So Job was saying, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Job didn't know, Job thought God was doing those things. And you know what? I was just like Job because when I didn't know God, the devil Thank you guys for joining back in. I'm picking up from where I left off. Uh, this again, this is Arthur Furley Martin, How to Activate Your Faith. I ended talking about how I was just like Job. How when we read the book of Job, we really misinterpret it because we don't consider the setting, the timing, and the fact that he didn't even know that it was the devil that was doing it. So because Job did not know that it was the devil had him, you know, who was doing all those things to him, killing his family and just taking all that stuff, putting balls on his body because he, he blamed God. He said, well, the Lord giveth, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, we really as believers shouldn't be repeating that scripture because Job did not know. You know, he didn't, he wasn't fortunate like us. He didn't have the Bible to know where the Bible says that it was Satan that came up to him. And God said to Job, have you considered my servant? God said to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? You know, um, you can do all these things, but you can't take, take his life. So we know what the Bible said. Job didn't know it. So when Job was saying the things that he was saying, he didn't know. He didn't, he didn't know that the devil had came before God. So let's, before we start quoting stuff, let's consider the setting, consider the timing you know, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I come that you have my life, life more abundantly. You know, God is not, he doesn't give us stuff and take it away. You know, when, um, 
we are new covenant believers. So he said we're, we can choose life, death, blessings, or curses. So when we're not doing what God say do, we just open ourselves up to the curse. It's not where God is cursing us. He tells us to give no place to the devil. Remember that we can do things. Unforgiveness gives place to the devil. Unforgiveness gives place to sickness, disease. You know, when we don't, um, we can do things to give place to the devil. We can't be ignorant of the devil devices. And so when we're saying no to God, we're saying yes to what the enemy wants. And that gives place to the devil in our lives. It's not where God is cursing us. It's where we open ourselves up to the curse. It's like if I leave my front door unlocked, then I'm giving place for bugs, snakes, burglars, for any and everything to come into my house. It's not that my locks aren't working. It's just that I'm not keeping the door closed to keep the stuff out. And that's the same thing. We've been, yes, we have been redeemed from the curse, but we can open ourselves up to the curse when we, when we choose to um, do what the enemy asks us to do. Um, there's no condemnation because like God said, you know what? My people are destroyed just because of a lack of knowledge. Um, so I'm getting back in here. Uh, again, we're talking about how to activate our faith. Uh, uh, um, once One, we said faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we have to know what the word says about what we're hoping for. So we're going to look up Bible verses. I'm getting ready to end it here. I'm just summarizing it. We got to um, look up what the word says about what we're believing for. Then we have to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So then we have to hear what the, you know, once we find the scriptures, read it out loud or just read it, listen to some um, body teach on it. So faith can come by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And then we have to say what the words say. Part three, we have to say what it says. We have to agree because when we're saying what God's saying, we're agreeing with God's saying. And number four, we have to be patient because the Bible tells us that after we've done the will of God, we will definitely have to wait on God, right? It was through faith and patience that they inherit the promise. It's through faith and patience that they inherit the promise. Hebrews 10, 36 says you need to persevere or King James. Let's read King James, Hebrews 10, 36, King James. King James says you will have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So after we've done the will of God, we're going to have to wait on God. We're going to have to wait for the promise to manifest. But it's during that waiting season that the enemy is coming to try to steal the word. That's why during that waiting season, we got to keep on saying what God is saying. That's, you know, that's spiritual warfare. Every time we speak the word, we stab the devil with the sword. <laughs> the word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's spiritual warfare. It's we're in a word war and we have to fight the good fight of faith. And the reason the fight of faith is a good fight because it's already been fixed. The devil is already defeated, but still Lord. And there's absolutely nothing the devil can say or do to make God's word not true. So if you're feeling faithless, I want to encourage you to get in the word. Don't call up people who ain't going to speak the word, but you need to get in the word. You need to get in the world. We need to build up our hope. We need to build up our faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost, you know, pray in tongues. But we need to get in the word so we can build our faith. So we can build our faith. 
So after you have faith, after you have suffered for a little while, God Himself has promised to restore us, establish us. First Peter five and ten said, and after you have suffered just a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. What's suffering? Our flesh is suffering. Our flesh wants what it wants. And whenever we, that's where the resistance and the struggle come from. Because the flesh want what it want. God want what it want. It's contending against the spirit. The flesh and the spirit, they war against each other. Remember Romans. Romans. He says, when I want to do good, evil is always present. When I, when I, for the flesh and the spirit is enmity against God. The flesh and the spirit is enmity, enmity against God. Let's find that. Romans 8 and 7. Because the mind of the flesh is hostile towards God. So an unrenewed mind, the carnal mind, is hostile towards God. The mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the spirit is life and peace. And we're not experiencing peace. We're not experiencing life and peace because... The flesh is struggling against the spirit. And anytime we live contrary to the word of God, we're not going to have true peace. Now, I'm talking about true peace. I'm talking about the peace that passes all understanding. I'm talking about the peace that's on the inside, the peace that comes from on the inside. I'm not talking about being passive. I'm talking about being peace. I'm talking about being at peace on the inside when everything around us is going haywire. That's the peace that passes all understanding. That's the peace that comes from God. I'm not talking about peace coming from a quiet atmosphere. No, I'm talking about peace on the inside. You can have peace on the inside, even when everything around you is in chaos. That's the peace that passes all understanding. So the, the mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the spirit is life and peace because the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. We're reading Romans 8, chapter uh, 6, verse 6, 7. I'm on seven because the mind of the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God, God's laws, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the flesh cannot please God. Why is this? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind is an unrenewed mind. The carnal mind cannot understand the things of God because the things of God are spiritually discerned, the Bible tells us. So the carnal mind is an unrenewed mind. That's why it makes no sense to a person with a carnal mind. They can't understand the word of God. We have to renew, and, 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 the, and then they don't have the Spirit of God. You definitely can't understand the Word of God. So we have to be renewed. We have to renew our mind. It's with my, it's with my mind I serve the law of God, my renewed mind. But it's with my flesh that I serve the law of sin. So we have to renew our mind with the Word of God so we can think God's thoughts. And then we'll be, as we begin to think God's thoughts, we'll begin to speak God's Word. But make sure... And, and, and let's not be deceived just because we know the word don't mean we believe the word because the devil knows the word. Right. And he believes and he trembles. So we have to believe it in our heart. And so I like to say, if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth on a continual basis, because it's out the abundance of a man's heart that his mouth is speaking. So if we want to know what's in our heart, all we have to do is listen to what's coming out of our mouth is doubt coming out of your mouth. And if it is. Let's just spend more time hearing the word, reading the word, studying the word. When you're there washing dishes, put the word, just constantly have the word. When you're in the car, listen to some preaching and some teaching. You know, we just constantly, we have to be, we have to do it on purpose. 
We have to do it because the mind really is the battleground. This is where the thoughts, the evil imaginations and those thoughts that's contrary to the word of God. This is where those thoughts are coming from. I'm not talking about just knowing Bible verses. I'm talking about believing it in your heart. Remember, it's with the mouth that we confess the word, but it's with our heart that we believe the word. Do you believe what you know? How do we know if we believe what we know? We can tell if we believe what we know by acting by our actions. Because faith without works is dead. We act on what we believe. We act on what we believe. What we believe. That's why he said it's with my mind I serve the law of God. But it's with my flesh that I serve the law of sin. Why? Because when our mind is renewed, it will do what the word of God tells it to. Our body is going to do what the mind tells it to. Confess is confession with the mouth, but believing with the heart. How do we believe with the heart when we believe that God loves us? Because when you believe that God loves us, that's where our confidence comes from. That's how we have confidence in God when we believe that God loves us. Right? For this is the confidence. When we can uh, approach God's throne boldly, we don't have any, uh, any um, 1 John 5, 14. Let's see what it says. Let's go here to the Bible Hub. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He fulfills Psalms 145, 19. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and saves them. So he's talking about fear, reverence. Those who have reverence and respect for the Lord, he say he'll fulfill the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and he saves them. How many of you know the Bible tells us that God is a present help in our time of trouble? Matthew 7, 7 said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Do you believe it? Believers believe. John 14, 13, and, what's, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the father may be glorified in the son. So when God is doing what we ask him, it's so the father can be glorified, not so we can be glorified. God wants to, he watching over his word. He's looking for someone who's saying what he's saying. In other words, God is saying, repeat after me. He tells us, he said, bring my word to my remembrance. Why is he saying this? Bring me in remembrance of my word. Bring me in remembrance of my word. That's what God says. It's not that he don't remember what he said. <laughs> He's trying to get us to say what he say. Isaiah 43, 26 tells us this. Isaiah 43, 26 says, uh, let me read, um, let me see, amplified. It says, remind me of your merits with a thorough report. Let us plead and argue our case together. State your position that you may be proved right. And then, um, New King James Version says, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Sorry about that. One moment. I'm so sorry about that. God is saying, put, bring me in remembrance of my word. Tell me what I said. When we pray the word of God, we can say what he say. Okay? There's no condemnation. We just got to spend more time, um, spend more time in his word. Saying what he's saying. Believing what he's saying. Bring God in remembrance. 
Um, New King James Version say, put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. We can say, Lord, you said that by your stripes I'm healed. That's bringing him in remembrance of his word. Lord, you said if I believe, not only shall I be saved, but my house shall be saved. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. See, when we say what God say, we bring him in remembrance of what he said. And then we, we, we're stating our case. He says, state your case that you may be acquitted. You're going to be found not guilty. You can t tell God what he said. He know what he said. It's kind of like if someone tells you, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm coming over and I'm bringing you dinner, right? You can call them up and say, are you still coming? Because remember, you said you was coming to bring me dinner. God said, bring me in remembrance of my word. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou may be justified. English Standard Version say, put me in remembrance. Let us argue together. Set forth your case that you may be proved right. Come now, Isaiah 118. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Those your sins are like scarlet. They will be white as snow as though they are as red as crimson. He's saying, come on, let's reason together. Rise up, O oh God, defend your cause. Remember how the fool mocks you all day long. Bring me in remembrance. Remind me. Let us argue that matter together. State your case so that you may be vindicated. Bring me in remembrance of my word. Isaiah 43, 26. So when you pray, you can tell them, Lord, you said, if I lean not to my own understanding, but acknowledge you in all my ways, that you, you said, Father, that you would, that's how I pray. You said that you would direct our path. This is what you said, Father. Father, you said that um, God is for marriage. And you said if, if, um, if, God, if you're for me, that nothing or no one can stand against me. You said that every knee will bow and every tongue can, will confess. That's what you said. Every name, every name that's a name. Everything on heaven and everything on earth has to bow to the name. Sickness and disease has to bow to the name. Uh, whatever it is, whatever, I'm not just talking about healing. Healing is deliverance too. If you need deliverance, whatever it is, deliverance from alcohol, drugs, whatever, sex, whatever, overeating, whatever, spending, comfort foods, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, whatever the issue is, whatever the sin issue is, whatever the device that the devil is using us, using against us to make us believe that the word is not true. To every action, reaction, every bondage, every stronghold is attached to a devil's lie. Every error in our lives, we're, we're believing contrary to what God is saying, we're believing the devil's lie. Every error in our lives where there's an addiction, stronghold, or a bondage is attached to a devil's lie. This is why Jesus said, you already know, John 8, 32, if you are my disciples, he said to those Jews who believed, if you are my disciples, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What is the truth going to set us free from? The truth is going to set us free from a lie. It's so important that we stick and stay in the word of God. Don't let people just sit up. If they're not preaching you the word, you're not going to have any faith. And this is why a lot of times, too, when you come out of church, you can't remember the sermon. Why? Because it wasn't the word. It wasn't the word. It was entertainment. It wasn't the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. 
So we don't have no faith for what we're hearing if we're not speaking the word. You can be having you uh, you can be having faith in something, but it's not faith in the word. If you're not preach, and I'm not talking about just a Bible verse and then the rest of metaphors and then the worship opinion. Are we preaching the word? Are we teaching the word? Are we hearing the word? Are we hearing opinions? If we say something, we should be able to find, should be in line with what the word of God is saying. We should be able to go in and find the verse that goes with the verse, the conversation. Our opinion is not going to deliver and set anyone free. It's so important. I mean, listen, we have a lot of teachers that teach the word, you know, find you some teachers. That's why Bible studies are so important because that's where we get our teaching. Preaching saves them, teach and teach them, teach and teach them. Faith comes by hearing and even in the preaching, it should be the word. Oh, excuse me. When we're preaching, it should be the word. I'm getting ready to get off. Uh, again, how do we activate our faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. We got to find out what we're hoping for. Find out what the word of God says about what we're hoping for. What are you hoping for? I'm going to leave you with these questions. And I challenge you today to find out what the word of God says about whatever it is you're hoping for. Remember, whenever you're feeling hopeless, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed, it's because we don't, we don't know what the word of God says. And it's not one scripture fits all. We really need to get in there and find out exactly what does the word say about healing? What does the word say about finances? What does the word say about deliverance? What does the word say about strongholds? What does the word say about marriage? What does the word say about dating? What does the word, whatever, I don't know. But whatever it is, what does it say about anger? What does it say about envy? What does it say about pride? What does it say about bitterness? Whatever the word of God says, we need to know what it says because that's our weapon. That's like a bullet that we put in in the gun. You know, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. The word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's what we're going to use to jab the devil with. When he comes with the word, you have to have the word in your mouth because if you don't have the word, then he's going to come with the word and it's going to sit there in your head, in your mind. He's trying to sow his word into us enter our mind. He's trying to make us believe what he say. And God wants us to believe what he say. But the devil is sowing doubt and unbelief and God is his word brings faith. So we got to get the doubt out. This is why we have to renew our mind and we have to tear down those mindset strongholds, those thoughts that are exalted self against the knowledge of God, those thoughts which are contrary to the word of God, those mindset strongholds that we have formed based upon our limited experience. Uh, from my experience, all women do this. From my experience, all men do this. From my experience, it's like this. From my, No, 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 no. It's not about my what I experienced because I haven't experienced everything. It's going to limit my faith. Mindset strongholds, remember, they limit our faith. It's, uh, um, that hindering spirit that we're feeling, really, a lot of times, it's, you know, it is demonic. But we need to check our mindset because the Bible says nothing is impossible to those that believe. What is it that's making you believe? What lie has the devil told you that make you believe that the word of God is not true? Jesus already said it's finished. Okay, we've been redeemed from the curse. Cursed is he who hangeth on a tree. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We are redeemed. We're saying it. We've been redeemed from the curse. If it's contrary to who God is, God is good, right? He's the good shepherd. The devil kills, still and destroy. 
So if it's not every good and perfect gift, the Bible says, come down from above. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above. Okay? Every good and perfect gift. That no gifts, God's gift don't have strings attached to it. But it does have promises attached to it. Every good and perfect gift. I did a YouTube video, I think, or a video said when the gift is a YouTube video. Go visit my YouTube page. It's Gene Martin, or you can do Pearly Martin. I have a lot of videos over there. Um, one of the videos talks about when the gift is not good. A gift that has strings attached to it is not a good gift. I'm not trying to stray away. I'm talking about how to activate our faith, how we must stand on the word of God. Uh, we must set our faith like a flint. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Once you're believing God for something, but make sure you've got the word, the receipts. Make sure you got what the word is saying because God watch over his word. He don't have to watch over our word. If our word is not his word, he's not watching over it. But the devil is because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And either way, that word is going to get manifest to something. We're going to eat the words. We're going to eat our words. Remember, our words is framing our world. Be careful of the words you say about your husband, your spouse. Be careful of the words you say about your children, about your finances, about your body, about healing, whatever it is. Be careful of that, even with your posts. Because when we're posting stuff on Facebook, those are our words. Be careful of the words that you're speaking. Remember, you're not trying to get healed. You're already healed. Remember, you're not trying to get delivered. Really, you're already delivered. We have to walk in agreement with what the Word of God says. Lord, I believe that I receive. I believe that I've been redeemed from the curse of sickness, from the curse of disease, from the curse of lack and poverty. Lord, give me your wisdom. He said, ask me and, show, and I'll show you how. God, you've given me the power to get wealth. Show me how. Show me how. Give me your wisdom. It might be something that you got in your house that you can sell to make money. Lord, get, you might can have a garage sale. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Father, you gave me witty inventions. You gave me the power to get wealth. That means that when you created me, you put every side. I, um, we're complete we, uh, with the Godhead bodily. Let me, let me find that scripture. Um, how the Godhead bodily. Okay, let me look it up. Colossians 2 and 9 says, For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are complete in him. And as he is, so are we, the Bible says. And I want to leave you on this note. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God lives on the inside of us as believers. Now, get this. Let's get this straight. We're not all God's children. We're all God's creation. But we're not all God's children until we accept him as our father. For he who has not the spirit of God is none of his. This is what the Bible says. Believers believe, remember, for he who has not the spirit of God is none of his. And, and hey, we can fix that because all we have to do is confess with our heart, mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ did die. Romans 8, 9 through 11 tells us, um, but you are not. Okay, let's see. And if, okay. Now, if any man have not the spirit of God, Christ, he's not his. Romans 8 and 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if you're born again. Okay. If so, be that the spirit of God, that's if the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not in his. This is King James Version, Romans 8, 9. Uh, we're going to go to 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. 
But if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is also in our body, and that's what's going to quicken our mortal body. <laughs> Does not the spirit leave the body? On resurrection day, to his spirit, that spirit is going to quicken our mortal body. Look, look at this. I'm trying to get us to know how to activate our faith, and I'm getting ready to get off here. Pay attention to what you're listening to because the voice you listen to will be the voice that leads you. That's whether it's on the media, on TV, um, where you're sitting up talking to other people. Make sure that they're speaking life into you. Make sure that there's, you know, not a whole bunch of carnal talk, especially when you're really, um, you know, we really have to set our face like a flint. We're going to have to get the word of God down off inside of us. The voice we listen to is the voice that will lead you. We have to renew our mind to think God's thoughts. When we're feeling hopeless, it's because we're faithless. There's no condemnation. We just got to spend more time in the word, hearing the word. And uh, when someone's coming to you, speaking something contrary to the word, remember, tell them, look, I can't receive that by Jesus' stripes. I'm healed. Remember Jesus rebuked Peter, you know, when the spirit spoke through him. He said, Satan, get behind me. He knew it wasn't Peter. He knew it was the devil speaking through him. Anytime a voice is coming and speaking contrary to what the word of God says, then that's not the voice. That's not the voice of the Lord. He said, my sheep know my voice, the strangest voice he will not follow. God will never speak contrary to or outside of his word. Okay. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. And uh, once again, share my podcast. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Till next time, you guys take on that challenge. Find out what the word says about what it is you're hoping for. Find out what the word, for every problem, God really does have a promise. So find the promise that's pertaining to your problem. Start confessing the promise and stop confessing the problem. Start saying what God say. God watch over his word to perform it. Start saying what God say, because how can two walk together except they both agree? Start saying what God say and you will see what God say. Okay? For God cannot tell a lie. Believe that you receive when you pray and you shall have it. Have confidence in God's love for you and you will know that God will not tell a lie to you. Okay, because perfect love casts out fear. So when we have confidence in God's love for us, fear will have no place in us. I'm ending it here. You guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness in your day. My good, my challenge is to find out what God's word says. Find the prom- promise that goes with your prop and, um, and st- that's pertaining to your problem. And start confessing the promise instead of the problem. Okay. Till next time, you guys. Be so blessed and be encouraged. Again, this is Pearlie Martin. And Father, we thank you for opening our ears, our eyes, for bringing your word, this word, back to your remembrance. And remember when you pray, remind God of what he said. Okay. Bring him in remembrance of his word. Uh, Okay. And um, I'm ending it here. You guys, please share this podcast. Be blessed and be encouraged.